Now Jeff Blair can tell you bedtime stories. Subscribe to podcasts of The Jeff Blair Show at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher and listen anytime you want. Sweet dreams. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. Going in for the shot, and shot, he scores! It's Keenan. Austin Matthews wins the game! Getting you set for the Stanley Cup playoffs. John Tavares with the hat trick! This is the Leafs morning skate. Mitch Marner snaps it home! On Sportsnet 590, the fan. It is Leafs morning skate on Sportsnet 590. The fan, my name is George Russick. In for Jeff Blair, alongside Andre DeVoe and Anthony Stewart. Your cue to call for some Maple Leafs playoff ticket tickets is later on this hour. So stay tuned. But uh, right away off the top, there's no Jeff Blair today because he's taking a well-deserved day off. And Anthony's not too pleased about it. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, Anthony, <laughs> um, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm going to give you uh, the floor here because you're a guy on this program said that you think the Columbus Blue Jackets can knock oh, out don't do this. the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I'm going to give you uh, 10, <laughs> 15 seconds to gloat. So the floor is yours, yeah, sir. I, have, I think I have an official gag order. No more bragging. No more April 4th. bragging. Give your head a shake. 10.37 a.m. Tampa Bay is not ba- uh, not coming out of the first round. <laughs> so that, that's go. all hey. I'll say on the matter. Okay, <laughs> So just tape. replay the tape. So if there's any doubt on what I, I said, like it. just replay the His tape. His head's just, big enough, guys. You just, know, let's, just, let's move on. Just real quick for people who are listening going, you just said that. And that's how fans sound, by the way. Uh, what was your rationale behind that? Columbus has great defense. They okay. have uh, Sergei Bobrovsky in the net. Yeah. And I, the main point was that Tampa Bay didn't really have an up-and-down season. It was all systems go. They were ascending the whole entire season, and they mm-hmm. didn't really go through any drama. You know, they didn't have to go through, you know, Vasilevsky got hurt for a bit, but no one really had any scoring slumps. The power play was firing all, you know, all season. Um, and you know, to be a Stanley Stanley Cup contending team, you have to go through those ups and downs. You got to learn to play hurt. You got to learn to play without your star players. You got to learn to uh, you know work through the power play not really working. So when, when you mix that with a Columbus team who had to scratch and claw to get into that final playoff spot, mm-hmm. and they're you know they went through that adversity. You know they went through the deadline and uh, they didn't really start uh, you know too well after those first couple games after the deadline, and they really just squeezed in. You mix those two. You have a, a recipe for a first-round upset. Not right. a, I didn't call a sweep, I'll tell you that. No, I did that, not that call been, a sweep. That would have been so really awesome. It, I would sound super crazy if I said that, right. but I said Columbus has a chance to win, and I you know, believe that they could win that series. If you, was, if you would have said sweep, clearly you own a time machine, and you went into the future and saw a sweep and then came back nobody, and told us about it. Nobody would have predicted a, a sweep. I mean, Tampa... I, I think they have some, you know, I think Victor Hedman's hurt. They, a lot of things went oh, through yeah. through, uh, through Victor Hedman, especially on the power play, and he just did not look like himself uh, the games he played. So yeah, Toe-dragged by Savard. I, well, that's what I'm referring to. I mean, if you're getting toe-dragged, <laughs> not, not take anything away from Savard, but if you're getting toe-dragged by Savard, something, you're probably I not. come off the couch right now and not get toe-dragged. <laughs> <laughs> It is Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590. The fan, my name is George. In for Jeff with uh, Andre DeVoe and Anthony Stewart. All right, a monster game five tonight in Boston. Series tied up, of course, at 2-2. Did you guys know that 79% of uh, the teams that win game five tonight when the series is tied 2-2 go on to win the series? Does that matter like to you guys? If, if Did those numbers matter to you? Is that just an anomaly? Or when you're 2-2 and you're at home, the Bruins just have to win, you know, two games at home, they move on to the series. 
Anthony, you're shaking your head. That doesn't really matter to you. Because <laughs> to me, through four games of this series, I think the Leafs have been the better team. Um, I Well, I, I would say game one and three, yes. I, I think Boston, I think it's whatever team clogs up the neutral zone better uh, wins the game. Boston did the better job uh, uh, last game clogging up the neutral zone, taking away the Leafs' speed. Uh, and Boston was, for whatever reason, entering the Leafs' zone all the time off the rush very easily. Uh, and then you combine that with all the block shots Boston had last game. There's so many. Um, you know, the, they were... They win the game, and power power play is also a factor. Um, so, so it's it's an interesting series because if the Leafs are able to skate, they look like it looks like two different leagues. The Leafs mm-hmm. are the way better team, but if, when the Leafs can't uh, use their speed and enter the zone with speed, when they're when Boston forces them to to grind it out, uh, Boston looks like the better team. Yeah, playoffs. So someone mentioned, you know, come playoff time, you got to throw those stats out the window because you know the stats said. Tampa Bay is going to kill Columbus. They right. said, there he goes. San Jose, oh, references they said San Jose is going to run away with it. They said Calgary is going to kill everybody. Nashville is going to, uh, you know, destroy Dallas. But um, I think they had to dig pretty deep for those stats. But hockey's not one on paper, it, 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 and especially playoff hockey. So I think it comes down to the team that wants it more. Uh, I do agree. I think Toronto has played a better series. I think they've been skating better. They've been making more plays. Uh, they had a really bad game too, but you know they didn't play their best hockey game four, but they still had a chance to win. Freddie right. Anderson's playing really, really well, um, but you don't want to lose game five. Funny you say stats because I've been pumping this stat up and I got my friends at Sportsnet Stats to look this up because I kind of watching the Leafs penalty kill and we can all agree it's been brutal. Like yeah. the penalty yeah. kill has been brutal through these playoffs it's only at 54.5% that you can't win a series if your PK is that terrible. Mitch Marner is your best penalty killer. Right. I mean, that that's the problem. Did you guys know that since the Leafs have traded Par Lindholm or Pear Lindholm right at the end of his time here with the Maple Leafs, the Leafs had an, they were 81% on the PK. Since they've traded him regular season in the playoffs, they've dropped almost 10%. They're at 719 does that mean anything to you guys? Or maybe Par Lindholm was a guy that you should have kept on the PK because when I see 10% difference, that's that's a big difference. Yeah, but I think your number one penalty killer is your goaltending and your defense. And again, Hainsey hasn't been playing that well on the PK. And I think that number sort of is misconstrued a bit because Anderson had a bad, uh, you know, last couple games of the season. So I mm-hmm. think, you know, that or last... March. Yeah, that last March. So that month, I think, sort of attributes to that number. But... It's special teams is a big part of the playoffs, so you need to step that up. And usually, well, teams I've played on when the PK isn't going well, you, you try uh, different personnel, and and they don't seem to want to do that ever. They seem they they have their four or five PKers, and they stick with that a hundred percent. How many so. do you need though, really? Well, uh, no, but uh, <laughs> you I, I, it up? well, you 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 play. I've played on teams where where the the coach doesn't like what's happening. The PK is going to score them. We're going to try these guys now. You guys sit down. You guys hide your chance. But if you, you know? put guys like Matthews out there, he's going to Not, be trying to score goals, and that might actually make the number, you know. Sometimes sometimes the best defense is, look at Marner. Mar- Marner Marner's a d- dangerous uh, because he's so offensive. He can create something out of nothing. You, the power play has to be uh, cognizant of that. So, um, I, you know, so I, I get what you're saying, and I do agree most of the time, but sometimes 
you know, the best best defense is a good offense. Uh, we know that Nazem Kadri was suspended for the rest of the series, and, you know, I think we can all agree, yeah, that was a suspendable hit, and he shouldn't be playing yeah, the rest you, of the series. You can't cross-check somebody in the No, face. it yeah. would have been better if he would have just dropped his gloves and maybe... That's what he should have done. I, like, yeah. uh, people ask me all the time about, uh, you know, all my buddies, what do you think of that, what you had done, blah, 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 and I would have dropped my gloves and beat the right. crap out of the... You know, you can't... You remember back in the day when we played, like, you just didn't do that. You know, you didn't go and hit a 20-year vet into the turnbuckle. You just didn't. There was things that just got responded. Response Chara did that to Pacioretty a few well, years ago, too. But, like, that's but Chara just, said he yeah, didn't know where he accident. was on the ice. Yeah, but, yeah, you guys played in the league. You know exactly <laughs> where and when you were on the ice at all times. And that's different. That's Chara. You know, if you, if you want to go and answer the bell, he, I'm sure he would have gladly fought somebody. You right. know, he, he, that's Dan Chara. But... There's just things you don't do, and there's things I, I and I get the games changing. But back when you know you we put that's automatic a couple fights, you know, doing something like that. So I, I just think Cod Nas should have just went up and dropped his gloves and just started throwing. But you you just you can't cross check somebody in the but face. Say he does that, and then he breaks his hand, and that's going to be another big stink about well. These guys shouldn't be fighting. These guys shouldn't be playing yeah, physical. Says the Leafs that, yeah. need uh, an enforcer. They need yep. a guy that can play tough. They need this and that, right? I, I don't want to say too long on this, yeah. but but wouldn't that be better than a selfish cross-check to the head? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, how has William Nylander looked in place of Kadri on that third line on center? I like him better at center. I just – and I not, I guess I disagree with Mike Babcock. I'm just going to say, like, I, I don't like that line. I, I, think, I think that line is – you have Nylander carrying the puck, trying to shoot the puck and make play, and then you have like he's, he's trying to look for Brown. Like Nylander's a a passer, you know, and why not throw Tyler Ennis up there, or somebody like that mm-hmm. that could actually finish or or is a is a possible or throw more up there to yeah. some guy that could score. I, I just I don't understand. I don't agree, and you know I don't get it. So Nylander had a really good uh, game four. And this should be his coming out party with Nazem Kadri out. It should be now an opportunity saying, hey, you know what? Right. You're at center. You have a chance to anchor your line. You have a chance to make plays. And I think he had a pretty good, great, uh, you know, game four. But for them to win this series, they need him to be, you know, the Nylander of old, right? A $7 so, million dollar player. That's what they need him to be. The number's so, the number. Yeah. But I knew for a fact <laughs> that he it was going to take a while for him to hit his peak. So I think it was he should be there by now. But when you're sitting at home all, you know, all... October, you know, September, October, trying to get ready for the season. Right. If you're not doing a training camp, you're not going to be prepared. You're not going to be ready to go. No, but uh, look, look at, like, the last game. Like, I know Pasternak got a couple of goals, but, like, they're, they're not even in the same, you know, uh, at the same level at all. Pasternak and Neland, Nylander makes more. But with Kadri it, it gone no now, sense. this is an opportunity, right, because – there's less cooks in the kitchen. Now it's his chance to sort of show what he can do. It's just, but at it, the same it, time, at the third line, as a third line center. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's his chance. But like, I, I don't like the way they they use. And you know, I'm not. I I think Nylander's a talented player, but you, he's a player that you have to use him properly. He's a passer. You know, he's a he's a pass first guy. Who's who's he passing to on that line? Well, and that's that leads me to my next question. Patrick Marlowe's on that line with Nylander and Brown, and that's a guy that I think we can all say has kind of lost at least half a step. And I think the first couple games of this series, he, w- he was pretty good. He looked like Patrick Marlowe. But I think these last couple games, he's kind of fallen off a little bit. And do you think this coach, because y- you talk about Tyler Ennis up there, even Trevor Moore, I think, has had he's been a difference maker on that fourth line for the Maple Leafs, adding that extra juice 
Do you think Mike Babcock would push Patrick Marlowe down in the lineup? How would that play in the dressing room? No. Do you think that's an option? Do you think he should be pushed down in the lineup? No, they're, they're saying, you know, they're, I, I, even if he wanted to, I think there's too much respect there. I think there's things you just don't. Right, but Andre, you say that, but on the other side, Bruce Cassidy sat David Backus in game one because he wanted more speed. Backus isn't Patrick Marlowe. And, and, and to say that, it, to, to the point I just made earlier, it, it goes along with that. I think Marlowe can contribute by scoring. He's a guy where if you put him with, um, you know, a Nylander, and I'm just off the top of my head, a Nylander or Matthews, you know, a one-two punch, uh, you know, and those guys, if they're sometimes finding him in the slot, he's a guy that could bury a couple. But having Patrick Marlowe go out there and grind it out in the corners and cycle, I mean, I, I just think it's not what he's well, good he, at. You know, even though I think he has a half a step to lose, you know, to burn and yeah, still be, yeah. you know, effective. And, and and I think with him, you you look at the stat sheet and you try to evaluate him like that. But he does those little things where he pushes the defense back on the rush with his speed. Um, I think even on Dermott's goal last night, he was standing in front of the net screening. So those yeah. are the little things mm -hmm. the fans don't really notice. But, you know, he's making a pretty good salary. We're talking salary here. You want contribution. But I think he's a guy that you'll really notice him if you get out of the Boston uh, series, you'll notice what he really contributes in round two and three because he's been there, you know, before with San Jose. But there, there's guys, and you would understand this, there's guys who, if they're missing from the dressing room and not playing or they're playing less, like guys really take notice and it really would, uh, I, I'm not saying affect guys, but I'm not sure guys would like it. That's but at the same time, you know, they took Bacchus out. And they put him back in, and he had he's playing really, really well. And, he's been really, right. really effective. But I think right now it, it's too late in the game for the Leafs to try to play these mind games, and especially with a guy that's been around for that many years to yeah, say, well, we're going to take you, you out. Can't. And it'd be different if you have, you know, uh, a Wayne Simmons and waiting in the wings. or something. Yeah, But there's yeah, not yeah. really that many reinforcements that's really going to make a difference. Yeah, it's different yeah. if you have, you know, young guys that are going to really make a difference. But... You know, you got Patan and uh, who else is sitting out? I'm not sure. I think it's just Patan right now on forwards. I think Marlowe could provide secondary scoring. You just can't drive a line. He needs to be like a guy that gets lost in the slot because they're too worried about other players. And then he could he could snipe one or use his speed on a rush. But, I, you know, I, I just I don't understand that line. You have a guy like Marlowe that could kind of score a little bit. But, you know, he, he's grinding in court. You have Nylander who's like pure perimeter carrying the puck looking to pass all the time. And then you have, like, Connor Brown, who's just kind of out there working hard, finishing a check here. It just – the line itself makes no sense to me. But uh, The analytics community loves William Nylander because of his possession numbers. But watching him, and you just said, everything's on the perimeter. And in the playoffs, how easy was it when you play guys like that? It's great that he has the puck and he's looking like he's dangerous, but yeah, he's not leave, really dangerous yeah, leave him because yeah. he's on the perimeter. You leave, you leave and I don't think there. I don't think there was Corsi back when I played in Florida. When I when I had a line in Florida, myself, Brett McLean, and Camille Kreps, and we were the kings of possessing the puck. We'd be down low, spinning, you know, off the wall, making passes behind the net. And I finished with like seven points the whole entire year. So <laughs> we right. were it looks like we were doing something, but we, you know, effectively, basically what we were doing was just giving the first line a rest and, and get the puck deep. So it's different when you're you're possessing the puck, but you're actually attacking and getting it back and getting second and third opportunities. But if you're just coming around the perimeter, you know, looking like the globetrotter is not really doing anything, how effective is that, you know, that that rating? As and, they that, say? and I've been reading a lot of things where people are always scratching their head about why the Leafs don't draw as many penalties. That That's why. They're a perimeter hockey team with high finish. 
You're mm-hmm. a perimeter hockey team. You usually draw penalties. Well, for, first you draw penalties being physical. We could put that one out the window. Right. Uh, and then you usually draw, uh, another way to draw penalties is on the cycle when you get a step on a guy. You know, get a step and the guy hooks you or trips you. Or there's a scramble in front of the net. The Leafs are a very perimeter hockey team. And when they do get a step on the guy, it's usually a grade-A opportunity where somebody like Matthews or Tavares buries it, or it's a grade-A chance, or in the play stops right away. So there's there's no time for them to, you know, they're also a rush hockey team where they get a lot of plays and go straight to the net and it's either a goal or save off a rush. So there's no time to, what, when are you going to draw a penalty, you know? I talked to Ren Lavoie uh, from TVS Sport at, at 9 o'clock, and I asked him this question. I want to ask you guys the same one because watching all the other series, there is a ton more physicality in all of those series. We, we talked about it off air. The, the San Jose Golden Knights series, that's a war. Calgary and, and, and Colorado, that's a war. St. Louis and Winnipeg going after each other. The two teams that are playing in the playoffs again for the second consecutive year, the Bruins and the Maple Leafs, I don't see the physicality outside of game, game two, two in Boston. Game two, I was just going to say. Right. Yeah. Are, are you guys surprised that there isn't that jam that we, we associate the Stanley Cup playoffs with in this series? Because I don't think we've really seen it. And do you expect that tonight in Boston, game five, to be more like game two? I, I think Boston wants to play the series like they did in game two. I just think it took a lot of, you know, after the suspension with Kadri and things got a little bit out of hand everybody kind of took a step back, but I think it will ramp up again a little bit tonight because this is, you know, now it's elimination time where, where you know, if, if you go down, it's a best of three series. You, you mm-hmm. don't want to lose the first one. So Yeah, think- but the Eastern Conference is notorious for being high-flying, fast-paced, you know, the Pittsburghs and, uh, right. you know, the, the Washingtons. I know they played a little bit truculently last year in the playoffs, but Toronto's not built like that. We knew from the start that that's not going to be their game. They're not yeah. going to try to beat you. You know, physically, they're going to score. You know, they're going to be flying. They're going to be blowing the zone. They're going to be scoring off the rush. And that's just how the East is right now, right? And uh, say what you want about Boston. It's it's tough to come out, you know, for a seven-game series and play that hulking, you know, trying to push the pace physically, trying to run yeah, guys every single shift. So, yeah. you know, this yeah. series is more like a chess match where the other ones are just checkers. You're just going, going, going and yeah. seeing where the chips fall. So, you know, I think with Toronto, they're – they're trying to just, you know, play a little bit of that chess game where they're saying, okay, well, t- you know, game two, we're going to try this now. Game three, now game five, we're going to do something a little bit different. So it's it's a little bit different hockey in the East, and I'll attribute to that. Anthony Stewart, Andre DeVoe. This is Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590. The fan, my name is George Russick, in for Jeff Blair. Uh, you guys touched on Freddie Anderson. He's been great in this series. Maybe outside of game four, the Chara goal I didn't like. Y- you got to have that one. I know there was traffic in front, but you still got to have that one. Yeah. That essentially but, was the back. Right. But it's Chara. He's not the fleetest of foot. How does he have, I think I counted to nine before he got yeah. the shot yeah. up. He literally again, wound up at yeah. the corner yeah. of the, at the, you know, at the elbow. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't like this uh, shot. I'm going to drag it at about. Did the high know, step. Did you see the high step at the blue line? Six miles yeah. an hour. Yeah. And you, you look at the frame. There's not a leaf in in, yeah. in sight to block the shot. Yeah. Yeah. And you remember years past where you got, uh, you know, Greg Campbell blocking shots and breaking his leg. That's what playoffs is about. So we were right. talking, Ziggy saying the other day that blocking shots isn't a big deal. You have to do it. Well, well we saw game three at the end. Yeah. Mitch Marner yeah. took two. You blocked that shot. You know, that's a tie right. game, right? Yeah. So uh, again, you got to block shots. Freddie Anderson has exceeded my expectations in the first three games. I think in game four, he was really average. The guy I want to talk about is Tukarask. To me, he doesn't look like he's been 
steady and looks goal. shaky. Yeah. He does look shaky. He looks like it, there's way too much movement in the crease. That Matthews goal wasn't the greatest either. Went right under his arm yeah, through well, his that that wasn't Matthews the greatest. Really right, I know he's got a big, that's right. He's a great player, but <laughs> yeah, even yeah. as a whole, Tukaras to me hasn't hit that level. And I think the Maple Leafs have a distinct advantage in goaltending for the three games remaining in the series because I think we all think it's going seven. Do you guys agree that Anderson's vastly outplayed Tukaras? I, in the I series? think. Uh, I don't know if it's so much of what Anderson's done. I think Anderson's done what he's supposed to do, what we expect him to do. But to, Rask has looked shaky. Rask looked pretty shaky down the last month before right. that. You know that there was a. I thought I thought they might go with with Halak to be honest uh, for playoffs, and you know it, it was it was news when Cassidy said they were going with Rask. So I think it's not so much what Freddie Anderson's been doing. It's just. Rask doesn't look like the Rask of old right now. And yeah, I think Anderson is head and shoulders the better goalie. And absolutely. what I like about Anderson is the the, the timely saves he's making. I think it was 2 nothing mm-hmm. in the first. And then I think a minute later, they came right down the pipe for a shot. And Coyle, he, yeah, yeah, he made that, that big yeah, save. Yeah. So that's what's setting him apart, making those big saves at the cost at, at the right time. At the right time. Yeah. So Rask hasn't really been doing that. And, you know, in my opinion, I think that game should have been out of hand, uh, you know, halfway through the second period. But Rask wasn't really making those saves that Anderson is making. Yeah. Are you guys surprised that uh, Marchand hasn't been more, not that he hasn't been a factor in this series because we saw what that line did in, in game four, but are you guys surprised that it, some of the antics aren't there for Marshawn? Maybe he's not getting enough under the skin of the Maple Leafs because it's a completely night and day. Last year we saw him licking dudes and he got into the heads of guys, especially Kadri. but we haven't really seen Brad Marchand being Brad Marchand so far in the series. Could tonight in game five in Boston, he'll, he'll kind of spring back uh, I, being to himself? I, I doubt it. I, he's a hundred point guy and, and he's a huge part of that team. And let's be honest, he does he, he, you want him getting points if you're the Boston Bruins. You want him concentrating on on playing and playing. He's playing a ton. I, I don't. I just don't think he has time for the other antics. It's, it takes a lot of energy to, right. to do that other stuff. People don't understand that, but it, it does take a lot out of you. And you, you're not focused 100 percent on the game. You're focused on the other play. He's if, I, if I'm Bruce Cassidy, I want him uh, concentrating on himself and playing and playing with Bergeron and Pasternak and contributing. Yeah, so my brother had Cassidy in uh, in Kingston as a coach, and he's no nonsense. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure after that whole uh, Twitter quote unquote quote that he was making about right. uh, about Marner making that big contract, yeah. uh, great troll job. I him. think yeah. that Not either wrong. the coach or yeah. the organization came up to him and said, "Hey, we're going to be playing these guys yeah. you know, in the first round. We don't need any bulletin materials, so you need to you know shape up here because we don't want any distractions. We don't need to be giving them any more fuel to the fire because they're coming for us this year. So I'm pretty sure." I don't know for a fact, but if I'm the organization, I'm saying, hey, stick to hockey. You're a 100-point guy. You're a point-and-a-half game uh, guy. Stick to that. Don't give them any material to you know yeah. get back into the series. Uh, outside of Tuka Raska, we just talked about, who are the guys on the two teams you want to see more from? Give me one from the Bruins and the Maple Leafs. Uh, that's tough. Um, I would like to see on the, on the Bruins, I thought, um, I don't know, I, I would say maybe... The brust and the bit, but I thought he'd be a little bit Krejci, probably like a, mm-hmm. a little bit more. I, I'd say when I thought Krejci, when back it was a while ago, but back when I played, when I played against Krejci, I thought he was one of the best players I've ever. Just talent wise, mm-hmm. he's so strong on the puck, and you know he, he's been good. He hasn't, he just hasn't been great, you right? Know? And I and I think I think he has the potential to be great and a huge difference difference maker. 
On the Leafs, there's a couple. I mean, we just mentioned a couple. I, I thought I think Marlowe could contribute a little bit more. Nylander's the obvious one. But I, I also think they're being put in a position to to fail with that line. I think it's a mm. badly constructed line. And then I'd also add, um, you know, the the big dogs. I mean, Matthew's got a couple last game. Um, you know, Marner's been consistent. Tavares was kind of, he, he had one of those games where he wasn't really, you didn't really see him much. But it, it's tough to be there every game playing in front of the net where he's so. But those guys, they have those contracts for a wee reason, and they have to right. be the difference makers. Uh, for me, it has to be uh, Krejci. Again, he we, we talk mm. about guys penetrating and not yeah. being perimeter guys. He's sort of playing that William Nylander style where he's just protecting the puck up top, not really penetrating. But for the Leafs, Jake Gardner. Interesting. You know, we're talking about how, you know, he's going to be leaving Toronto because they can't afford him. You know, he's going to be commanding six, seven. But how much, but how much is that? His back? Yeah. It, I was going to say, you got to give playoffs. him some credit it's for playoffs. coming back. What, what was that movie, Half Baked? I Need a Back Yeah. <laughs> but, right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> shot in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. shot, shot in Toronto. But you're playing for a contract. And I, and I remember one time, you know, I had a sprained knee, grade one, the most painful one. And, I had an opportunity to play my brother in a game and two or three years before that we had a chance to play against each other for whatever reason we didn't play. So I wanted to play against my brother so bad that I taped, you know, kinesio tape from my hip all the way down to my toes so I can play with a sprained knee. So I ended up missing mm -hmm. a month after, but you got to want it that bad. And especially I couldn't imagine in playoffs, guys are playing with broken toes. Guys are playing with, you know, uh, AC joint sprains and stuff like that. So playoffs, you can't really have that excuse. So but Jake Gardner, he's playing for a contract. He is going to get his money, but he's a guy, if they go all the way and he has a big couple series, that's going to drive up his asking price, you know, come July 1st. Yeah. How's Hainsey looked for you guys? I mean, not great, but he, he's... Steady? Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one because I think, I think this whole year you've been asking Ron Hainsey to do more than you should, but he's, he's kind of lived up. He's kind of done his job, but he should be you know, uh, probably a fourth, fifth on the depth chart, and he's been playing, uh, um, you know, a top two. two, yeah, top two minutes. He's been playing with Riley all year, and the matchups he's been getting I don't think have been necessarily fair to him. So I, I get I get what you're saying. He, he hasn't looked great, but I, th I just think a lot of it, it's who you play against and the matchups and, uh, you know, you being, like I just said, both the other line, put in a position to fail. Yeah, but with Hainsey, you know, everyone's complaining about the eye test. Oh, he doesn't look like he's doing well. He doesn't. He looks like he's struggling. But then you look at his stats. He's at a plus four. He's got one assist only. But he's at a plus four. Mm -hmm. Where you look right below him, Jake Muzzin's at a minus five. So when you look at yes, it, that, if you had caveat. to compare that stat, who do you think would be having the better series Asterix, with the eye yeah. test? You would yeah. say Muzzin, but you actually look at the stats. And I think yeah. that whole year it's been that. That's been the case with Haynes. You were like, ah, oh, you know, he's looking like he's not. He lost a step, and he's not. He's getting caught in his own end. But he was almost uh, you're going to win the plus-minus award for the season. Yeah. So I test, yeah, but Ron Hainsey is playing Ron Hainsey hockey, and he's doing his job. I don't know. You're asking Muzzin. He's probably listing, so that's why I said you're, that. You're, but anyways. You're, but you're, he's doing his and job. And why wouldn't he be? Yeah, he's in Boston, and he's probably on the internet Sportsnet radio. Sportsnet app, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably sleep. No, they're going to pregame skate. They're going to pregame so. skate, yeah. He's not so listening. they're listening to the dresser. Yeah, they're listening to the dresser, and probably. No, I, I think I think uh, you've asked Jake Muzzin and Zaitsev to do a, a job against the top line, and and for the most part they've done it. So I don't I don't think you could be mad at whatever. Uh, uh, that that line's going to score goals. You're going to have you're going to get some minuses if you're playing against that line all the time. So you can't can't look at Muzzin's stats and game think, five. Yeah, you know, think they're fair.
Uh, game five goes tonight on the CBC and Sportsnet. Straight ahead, uh, we'll do some uh, onside, offside. I've I got I got a ton of questions for oh, you guys. Nice. Like ask I got ask, ask I have everyone. a lot of questions. He's for in the you offside guys. seat, so yeah, I'm, I, 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 always do, I always go offside. But Listen. Stewie's the Stewie's like the guru now, or Miss Cleo. Oh, he, or like he is, yeah, Miss Cleo. He's he's the now. Yes. Yeah. Call him up. So, uh, you're sitting in the Jeff Blair's uh, seat because yeah. uh, you know you. I earned it. Rightly predicted <laughs> that the Columbus Blue Jackets yeah. would get rid of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we'll do onside, offside, straight ahead, and also uh, your cue to call. Uh, for Leafs, uh, Secret Leafs Contest. That's all straight ahead. It leaves Leafs Morning Skate. My name is George in for Jeff Blair with Anthony Stewart and Andre DeVoe on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Doctor said I need a bacchiotomy. <laughs> Subscribe to our radio shows at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Do not settle. Demand. demand. Sportsnet 590, The Fan, on demand. Now back to Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Offside. Well, guys, five minutes each for fighting. Or onside. My goodness. Whose side are you on? Hey, get off my back. All right, let's go. It is Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590. The fan. My name is George Russick. In for Jeff Blair with Andre DeVoe and Anthony Stewart. Listen all day today for two chances to name the secret Leafs and win a pair of gondola suite tickets to Leafs Bruins Game 6 on Sunday. This is your first cue to call for Secret Leafs contest. If you know the names of three of the five Secret Leafs we named on the station Thursday, call us right now, 416-870-0590, star 590, caller number three or one. Okay, it's one. Fine, Travis, it's one. Make your life easier. All right, I've I've, 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 whipped up a lot of questions for you guys for onside, offside. Rapid fire. Uh, Let's go. We're excited. Yeah, super excited. Uh, <laughs> despite having only one goal in this series into an empty net, John Tavares has been the most complete forward for the Maple Leafs through four games, onside or offside. Uh, I, I'd say you're actually onside because I think mm. he has a he has a tough job. boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he has, he has a tough matchup. I mean, when you're when you're asked to play against. Uh, you know, uh, one of the best lines in the league, with, with the, which is what his assignment is, I, I think your stats are going to suffer. And the fact that that line has only really been the big factor in game four, they've done their job. So I, th- I think uh, you, you have to give uh, kudos to, to Tavares. I'm going to have to say offside. Oh, okay. Wow. The fact that playoffs is about being heroes and scoring big goals and uh, owning the moment. So guys, you know, based on those factors, Mitch Marner, you know, scored two goals game one, mm. big block shots. Uh, Andreas Janssen, you know, owning the moment, the big goal, big assist. I think that was game three, I think yep. it was. And then Austin Matthews, you know, two goals the other night. So those guys are sort of stepping to the forefront when it matters. I know JT's doing the little things, but this is playoff hockey. We need the big heroes. Oh, 47 goals isn't enough, I guess. No, he was. He had an okay season. I answered yeah. the question. Yeah, he did. Uh, Charlie <laughs> McAvoy has outplayed Morgan Riley through the first four games of this series, uh, onside or offside. Yeah, wow. Well, you should do this more often than Jeff. Uh, you're, on, <laughs> you're onside again. Absolutely. Holy <laughs> uh, Absolutely. I mean, I love Morgan Riley. He's been the, he's been one of the best defensemen in the NHL this year. Uh, that being said, the Leafs need him. You just said this is the time he, where he hasn't been bad. Up. No, yeah, he's like, been good. Uh, absolutely, but if you have if you have uh, seventy two points in the in the regular season and then playoffs come around, you you 
he has to find a way with the amount of ice time he gets and the amount of power play time he, he gets, he has to contribute offensively. I'll say that's an off on side. It's I think it's no, a waffle. You can't, you can't do that. You can't, I'm in you the waffle. You I'm can't Blair's, do that. I'm in Blair's that chair. Don't so make I do no seats. Right? So, um, <laughs> both have been playing well. Uh, I'd give the slight edge to Charlie McAvoy, but Riley, he's getting pucks on net. He's right. He's trying his best on the moment. He's killing some penalties, doing well. I, I think it's a wash, in my opinion, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll look around the other series, too. I'm sure you guys are watching a ton of playoff hockey as well. Did you see the Warren Fogle play last night on TJ Oshie? Yes. Yeah. Warren Fogle's shove from behind on TJ Oshie last night should net him at least a one-game suspension, onside or offside. Yeah, because... Uh, I, I, caveat, I, I want to straddle the line here. I think you're onside again, but... Now, like in this day and age, yes, I would say back back when when and that's I, that's not a dirty play. No, it's it's absolutely a dirty play, but at the same time, I think you know you're, you're a foot from the boards. I, I think TJ Oshie has to be a little bit more. I, I don't. know. He just went in awkwardly. You know, right. I think that was the problem more than it wasn't like a hit from behind where and and he goes head first in the boards. I think it was more. It was like an awkward. Uh, uh, you know, way he fell into the boards. But the fact that Oshie's probably going to miss games, I think yeah. he definitely, he's a huge factor for Washington. Yeah, I'll preface it by saying you don't want to see players get hurt, hurt. I know TJ Oshie personally and, you know, wish him all the best. But I don't want to say it was a hockey play. It wasn't a hockey play, but I think it was more a combination of, you know, him getting knocked off balance and falling yeah. awkwardly into the yeah. boards. So I'll have to say offside. And usually mm -hmm. the, the the measuring stick for playoff suspension is times two. So you can't give out half games, so I'd have to say zero games suspension. Wow. Uh, if the Sharks lose game six on Sunday night, that will be Joe Thornton's final game of his NHL career, onside or offside. Ooh, uh, you, I'm, like, really you, grilling you, you, you guys. You, I'm going to say offside because you combination that with mm. uh, a potential uh, disappointment in the Leafs season, he's going to come to Toronto. Whoa, my God. They need, they need more veteran wow. presence in the room. Play on and the fourth so, line as yeah. the center? With, with so, Marlowe. Wow, re, that's re great. Them. Yeah. And that's going to take him to the promised land, so offside. I, I could see the, the reason why I'd say um, uh, you're offside, I think, there's, I think there's an outside chance with the way the contracts are going to happen that – um, the Leafs owe Marlowe money next year bonus, right? I, yep. I, I think that's the way it works. And then I think his hit for a team is a million bucks. I could see him going back to San Jose to play his last year to retire. But his cap, start. it'll still be $6 million. Oh, is it? There's no chance he's going back to Oh, then, then that, that's... But he I, took... I thought, I thought, I thought he yeah, had... Yeah, real dollars, but the yeah. cap hit doesn't change. Okay, well, then probably... Then, yeah. Yeah, then, then no. You're then changing your off to on, yes. back to on, back to off. Yes. Back yeah. to on. I will, hey, you straddled the line. Why can't I? <laughs> True. Yeah. But no, I, I then I'd say yes. I think if, Mar if, Mar if there was a chance Marlo could come back and they could do, but, you know, what? They're, they're not going to win anytime soon, I don't think, San Jose, if they don't do it this year. If the Winnipeg Jets get eliminated in Game 6 in St. Louis tomorrow night, Anthony's former coach, Paul Maurice, will be out of a job, onside or offside? I would have to say onside. I mean, Shovel Dale will have to do something there. I mean, I, I think uh, I don't think this is a surprise. I, like, I, Winnipeg was my team this year to, to go to the finals uh, from the West, but that being said, it was a big asterisk because of their goaltending. That's the only thing I question. And I've I've been actually watching every game in that series, and I don't think Hellebuck's played as well as everybody says he has. I I think there's a lot of questionable goals that goes in. I think he's caught out of position a lot. 
And I think I've had Shovel Day off as a GM, and he is uh, a very smart guy, very, uh, uh, you know, smart hockey-wise, but he's also a very emotional guy. And if I think if they lose, I think he'll feel like he has to do something. I hate to agree with Devo, but I have to say the same thing. Maurice <laughs> doesn't really have the longest shelf life, and I think something's awry in Winnipeg, as, you know, told by the, uh, you know, players-only meeting they had at the end of the season where they had to get the message you know, together as the players without the coaching staff involved. So I think that shows there's a little bit of discontent between the coaching staff and the uh, and the players. And if they lose first round with all that talent, all that depth, and obviously you mentioned they have a, a lack of goaltending this series, I think it's time to make a change. And with the cap, they can't necessarily go out and they can't afford Bobrovsky. They can't, so they have to make a change. And I think it's going to come in the form of coaching. Yeah. Is it time to put Nathan McKinnon into the top five players in the world conversation, onside or offside? Oh, yeah, I think he should have been. You're absolutely onside. He should have been. He's if he played in a in a bigger market, he would be in that conversation. He'd have a lot more endorsements. Let's say that. I have to say offside because Whoa. I think he's getting outshone by Ratnan. Ratnan scoring those big Real goals. Come Rat- on. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to add an extra question to this. Onside or offside? Ratnan will be. Are you hijacking the show right now? (laughs) That's what he (laughs) does. Is that what you're doing right now? Are you a terrorist? Are you hijacking the show? will be a bigger star. Then come on, uh, who's really? our friend in uh, Winnipeg? There, Line. A. I Line can't even a? remember his name. Okay. That's how good Rantanen's playing. Rantanen's so been great. I think Rantanen will be a better hockey player than Line when it's I all don't said think, and done. I, so was, I I agree with you that he. Well, I don't necessarily agree. I think Line's pretty good. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just pretending yeah. to agree with you. But I think a lot in this day and age, what decides if you're a star is the market you play in. And I, I no, think if you unfold- get 100 points a year, that dictates if you're a star. No, or not. but like, but I, I, like I said, if, if if Nathan McKinnon was a Toronto Maple Leaf or a Boston Bruin, we would we would talk about him all the time. And the fact that he's hidden it away in Colorado, and they've been they've had they've been the best line. We talk about Bergeron, Pasternak, and and Marshan uh, uh, all the time. Yeah, we we barely talk about them, and they've Say been just the same as good. Thing, but Joe Sakic was one of the biggest stars in the NHL. Where was he? Yeah. Other than Quebec, the Nordique, but right. he was yeah. a big star in Colorado. So we can't yeah. blame star power on location maybe in the west if you're stuck in san jose maybe but not colorado colorado is pretty central yeah listen i, I like Rannon. i think <laughs> I he's a great player that. like i agree yeah. with you he's a he's yeah. a he's a restricted free agent he's going to get a ton of bank in the offseason but nathan mckinnon's been just driving he's, now yeah. he has he, been he's, unreal he's really good like uh yeah. the week plus off for the columbus blue jackets will kill any momentum they had coming off the sweep of the lightning onside or offside offside that's your first offside uh i Played for Coach John Tortorella, and uh, if you have a week off, he'll celebrate for a couple days, and then he'll start looking ahead and start bag skating. Yeah, those 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 guys will be looking so forward to playing that they'll be they'll be so happy. It's gonna they're gonna have a lot of momentum going into round two. I say offside. I'm gonna continue my prediction, and hopefully I will be right. Okay, here we go. Here we go. go. I'm going to let me write this down. Is this this another one right now? Let me get my Vegas app out. Friday, April 19th. My Vegas app out. Yeah. Okay. 10:47. Go ahead. Columbus Blue Jackets will be going to the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> wow. Like the look on producer Travis's face oh, right there. Oh, you just overdid it. Oh, Mr. Shocked. Perfect. You Other went too than far. my belief in that, part of the reason why I said that, because you guys have a month now to sort of sit on that and, and, and let it <laughs> marinate, or a week if they are two weeks if they lose the next round. But right. that's my prediction. We're going to the finals. So, uh, producer Travis. <laughs> 
<laughs> Producer Travis told me in my ear, it's, that's going on Twitter, your prediction. Are you okay with that? Yes. Well, you just said it on, yeah. on radio. That's well, it. It's you got to live by it. That's already there. Um, uh, last one here. Uh, Steve Eiserman is being named to the GM of the Detroit Red Wings today. Uh, really, not really that much of a surprise. But here's the question for you guys. The Wings will win a Stanley Cup within the next five years, onside or offside? Offside. I, I think they're they're in the they're going in the right direction. But he'll come and he'll tweak some things and he'll you know draft players you want. It, I, I think they'll be a contender again eventually, but it, it'll take a little bit longer than five years. Um, I say offside. Also, hate to agree again, Relax, but. Okay. He was the architect of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he did right. an amazing job with getting guys signed under the cap um, and, and putting together a winning team, but they still weren't good enough to win the Stanley Cup. And now he's going to Detroit, Michigan. He's not really going to have the uh, the tax discount. implications yeah, the to give guys discount. discounts and try to yeah. get guys in, and it's going to be tough to sign guys to long-term big-money contract yeah. and do it within the cap to, win, to put together a Stanley Cup-winning team. Uh, I want to get your guys' quick take on uh, Eric Carlson because watching that series with the, the the Golden Knights and the Sharks, he has been a turnstile on some of those goals for the Sharks. That top line of the Golden Knights has been great with Pacioretty, Stone, and Stasty. Would you guys be worried if you're a team giving that guy a massive contract in the offseason? Because we know foot injuries are, are bad news. Peter Forsberg, his career was completely derailed with foot injuries. How has Carlson looked like to you guys, and do you think he can bounce back? I think he's always capable of bouncing back, but he hasn't looked Eric Carlson, Ottawa Eric Carlson, let's say. Um, all year, right? All year. No, no, no. And, and I, I know what it's like. I've seen lots of guys throughout my career. You get an injury, you have a surgery, and they're never the same player again. So I'd be he, – he, he's one of those uh, special talents where I'm sure he could absolutely rebound. That being said, I'd be very cautious if I were another GM giving him bank – no, he's going to get his money. He's going to score in big. And I think it's the organization and the team's responsibility to put him with a pairing that's going to, you know, compensate for his lack of defense. You know, he's getting caught on a bunch of those goals and he looks like he's not even interested in playing defense, but <laughs> the risk is worth the reward because he's potentially a 90, 100-point defenseman. And when you have that talent, there's not many guys that could put up those numbers. And I think the risk, you know, if he takes a step back on defense, it's the organization's responsibility. Who, who, put him with somebody. Who takes that risk, though? Like, he He's going to want Florida. No. Florida. Well, there's Ren Lavoie said Tampa. He wants to play with Hedman. He'll take less money. Why not? That that can can make actually a bit of sense. And they got $9 million coming off their blue line this offseason. Maybe he heads his way to Tampa. Real quick, uh, we got about a minute to go. That would be interesting, too. Uh, because we have Nostradamus here, uh, Miss Cleo. Uh, the, the, Call me the, now. Yeah, the uh, what? Miss uh, Cleo. Yeah, the, the octopus, uh, the whatever. Uh, who wins game five tonight? I'm going to say Leafs 4 2. Wow, 4 2 for the Leafs. Uh, I'm going to say Boston 4 2. Boo, boo Look at this you man. Guys. No, I, I, I think it's going to go seven, but I think Boston wins at home, win, and then I think the Leafs have a big one. Live at home. That's go another home. Half big, uh, line. Boo and this man. Up. Boo this man. Uh, that, that's it for us. Uh, thanks what a for doing great this movie. Th- thanks gonna, for both coming in. Watch that. Thank thanks you. for both coming in. Thanks, uh, Ian. Thanks for. Uh, well, great you, job. You, you thanks for, for filling in admirably yeah. for yeah. Uh, Jeff. You did, a, no, you did great. I, I, miss, I, I miss Jeff, though. I, I miss you, I Jeff. I disagree. But. Uh, quickly, congratulations to Kenny uh, Stenty Ford. I think that's how you say your name. Of Sutton, Ontario, has won a pair of tickets to Leafs Bruins Game 6 on Sunday. We have one more pair to give away coming up later today. Make sure you know the names of the secret Leafs. 